Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Champ We Are United podcast. It's episode 63. Wow, Ooh. 63. And we've had listeners listening listening to us since episode one, about 25 years ago. Amazing. <laughs> Get them a medal. <laughs> uh, so let's introduce everyone that's in the studio, not in the studio today. Uh, first of all, so I don't forget, because I always forget. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your host this evening, Gull. Good evening. Well good done, Gull. Thank you. I normally remember that about three quarters of an hour in. So I'll introduce who we've got today. Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Gull. How are you? Sorry, um, I didn't introduce you correctly. Sorry. Hang on. Let's firstly introduce the man with no nickname, Matt. Hello, hello, Gull. Hello, guys, and hello, listeners. Good to be here with my no nickname. Nickname. Oh, brilliant. Emotional times, mate. Emotional times. Always. Uh, also, let's welcome uh, the less of the luscious locks, Riggers. Hello, everybody. Hi, Gull. All right, lads. Um, good to be here. Every time you mention the episode number, 63. Wow, incredible. Um, just nice to be along, and we've got more good stuff coming up tonight. Uh, I hope. No, we have. Um, yeah. Hang, nice on. Bit. Hang on. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang on. Have we got ah. good stuff going on tonight? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the, the director said yeah. It's good to we've hear. A, we've got a director after sixty-three. <laughs> I was a bit scared. I thought he was going to say we've got a studio audience. I was really getting nervous then. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not a director, but uh, a producer. Oh, okay. Right, okay. That makes sense. I can't hit it for you, sir. Thank you for letting me segue that in so early. And finally, <laughs> it's uh, it, oh, the man that goes off on a tangent. But let's hope, let's pray to God. Oh, my God, let's pray to the heavens above that he doesn't need to go off on a tangent tonight. But you never know. It's off on a tangent, Paul. <laughs> Cheers, Goal. Hello, everybody. And uh, probably leave some relief for the listeners to know that we're back to the champ. Uh, we are United podcast rather than the Marx Brothers episode 53 <laughs> podcast. Uh, but it's great to be Brothers back. Episode 153, it felt like. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Goal. I keep telling you. There's so much more to be covered. <laughs> there is. And we've got, we've actually probably got enough content now for at least the next 150 episodes, haven't we, Jens? Definitely and quite easy to yeah. be quite honest. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I know we take the Mickey a little bit, but there's just so much we can go down the route of. Um yeah. And that'll include a little bit of a different angle tonight with uh Matt section where he's uh it might not necessarily all be football, but let's leave that for now. Uh so yeah, uh what's next? The running order. Please. Okay, yeah. I nearly forgot that bit. So we will begin tonight with uh, Gull giving out the running order. Hello. And then it'll be the social media feedback from Matt. Uh, so looking forward to that. Have we got some tonight, Matt? Yes, we have, Gull. Yes. yes. Brilliant. We have loads. Don't force yourself, mate. That was brilliant. Uh, and then <laughs> there'll be a very brief new little section that I am going to say, uh, uh, and it's going to be called Gull's Completest Questions which is quite difficult to say, but it'll make sense when we get there. I hope so. Then, then it's on to Ridder's Retro Review. Well, 
Looking forward to that. And who's going to be doing the theme tune tonight? Well, <laughs> they're not here yet, so I, I don't know. <laughs> well, have we got a surprise for you later, readers? <laughs> uh, then it'll be followed up with the return. The return of Master Champ Challenge. And it's for the first time ever. Tangent Paul will be answering the questions. Chosen by Simo and mentioned and asked by Matt. Simo's not with us this evening. We hope he comes back soon. Are you nervous, Tangent? Yes, I am. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm. That is a nervous laughter. Trust me. Um, I'm, I tell you what, I'm actually going just to get one right. I don't know how many questions there are, but I'll be happy with got, one right. I think you haven't got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we support each other on this podcast. We really do. I so might need it after the Master Champ Challenge. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously, we support each other, and we wish you all the best. But I'm personally hoping that you get shot down in a ball of flame. <laughs> Um, Thanks for the vote of confidence, Goal. Still, still memories of your first Master Champ challenge there. I can tell they're still hurting you in the background. Oh, why do you have to bring that back up? <laughs> two two yeah, years of hurt. Did. Yes, exactly. Yes. I You've got twin peaks to think about that. now, though. Oh, yeah. No, I redeemed myself there, didn't I? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I forgot to ask Matt exactly what his sections were. Reveal it now, Matt. What are your sections? Oh, what today? Not the uh, after the Master Champ Challenge. I'm going to do one on Skid Solo. Um, yeah. The famous comic strip from Tiger. And also going to touch on the comic Hurricane and one of the stories there, who, which may ring a few bells with with listeners out there. All will be revealed. Yeah. Excellent. And we're splitting Ridders Retro Review into two. Um, so, Ridders, what's yours? Um, yeah. So, um, we're going to look at the We Are United storyline, as I usually do. But this time, um, we're looking at their story from the pages of Champ, being as it is actually in the title of the podcast, <laughs> The Champ We Are United. <laughs> so we're actually oh, going to do it. And I don't think I've ever looked at United and Champ, weirdly. Wow. But So, yeah, so we're going to go to look in total at their participation in the Euro Mini Nations Cup, which actually was over six issues. Um, and tonight... In this episode, we're going to look at Champ issue 14 and 15, which is their first two games of the tournament, going back to May 26th. And yeah, the whole story is from May 26th until June the 30th of 1984. So it's a proper, it's a really retro (laughs) Ridders review tonight. So it's a multiple part uh, retro review. Uh, You see what you bloody well started, Tangent. I love oh, it. I love it. I can't wait, personally. Inspired by Paul. Inspired by the tangent, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and once that's over and done with uh, on Wednesday afternoon, then <laughs> we will preview episode 64 and then the usual uh, social media addresses and then the goodbyes. How does that sound? All good. Yeah. Lots Sounds of cramming. Good. I know. Okay. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? What do you What do you say? It's a very it's fine st- place to start, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Judy Andrews right. wants to say, yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, start at the beginning. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome. To- oh, sorry, too far back again. Sorry. Let's go to social media feedback from Matt. I have a little bit as well, so yeah. Go on, carry on. Okay. Thank you, Carl. 
yeah, so after the last episode, um, episode 62, where we covered Rocky Takes LA, Riddles did The Nearly Man, um, football picture story. The Nearly Man? No, that was on that was on the other podcast we do. That's um, an entirely different podcast. That gold. <laughs> I tell you, that's yeah. the one that just Matt and Gold does for the listeners. <laughs> do not partake in that podcast. <laughs> the one I'm trying to extricate myself from. Um, and then, and also, finally, Paul finished his yeah mega yeah. Ulysses, they like, finally lifted yeah, that yeah. trophy. They finally <laughs> won it behind me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the feedback on that. Let's move on to the feedback. Yeah. So, super, super supporter of the show, Trevor Melvin. Um, said, hello, Trevor. Total, hello, Trevor. Total football as always, lads. Um, he loved the tributes to Bobby Charlton because obviously we covered the sad passing of Sir Bobby Charlton. He said that was done with the class of a Kenneth Watson home commentary. Whilst each feature was delivered with the knowledgeable enthusiasm of Motti himself, and Dot Cotton pl- played a blinder as well, because uh, <laughs> Dot Cotton. Oh, I'm sorry, Dot uh, Cotton. Oh, knew, is that uh, my son? Is that my son Nick over there? All right, Ma. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, could you could you do me a favour? Next time you, you comment, don't mention Dot Cotton, please. Thanks. <laughs> Just for our own sake. Amazing fact about Kenneth Wollstonehome. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Go. yeah. I think yeah. he spent the last thirty years of his life living in Torquay. Oh wow! Wow, God, yeah. Wow. There, you go. there you go. All right, not always jokes with you, is it? And <laughs> it's never <laughs> bloody jokes with me. No one laughs. And then later on in the week, I um, or last week, I posted um, because there's on the Facebooks, the fa- well, the Rovers Facebook site. There's been a lot of new members joining recently. Something like um. 10 or 20 a day um so i just kind of thought i put out a message around the podcast just for any kind of newbies that have joined the site um some what we do why we do it and who we are and signposting to a few of the uh previous episodes so um on the back of that we've got some good comments from people nice comments again so stephen nichols Thanks, Stephen. So he highly recommends it to any newbies. He's been listening from the start. Somebody else who's been very brave and gone back to the start. Yeah. Um, love reliving memories of childhood comics. Keep up the great work to all of you. So many thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Um, thank you, Stephen. Trevor, again, said he'd highly recommend it. Um, and he says, I now find that asking Alexa to play the latest podcast is not unlike the expectation I used to get when I went into the newsagent as a kid to ask for that week's copy of Tiger or the Rovers. Whilst the podcast experience itself is not dissimilar to meeting up with your mates after a match and picking the bones out of the game, there's plenty of banter and fun. Must be listening to another podcast. <laughs> I don't know who that is. But anyway, but thank you. We'll that. accept can, it. We'll accept if you can, it. If you can let us know which one that is, and we'll subscribe to that. <laughs> we'll one. download it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Some hints. No, but superb. Thanks a lot, Trevor. We really appreciate it. and appreciate all your support. And likewise, yeah. from Adrian Lord, another yeah. friend of the show, um, who again has listened to every single one, and it's all good stuff. Uh, and oh, Adrian. He, and he meant hi, Adrian. And he mentions that Ronnie Corbett makes a guest appearance, pretty much it. Pretty much every episode. I think it's every episode, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. I think, Ronnie. Do you know what's um, interesting as well, Adrian? This is my little contribution. Sorry to interrupt. He uh, he mentioned that we should have a little bit of a contest uh, of uh, seeing, seeing who can do the best uh, Frank Butcher, you know, uh, Mike Reed. So uh, 
I, I, well, I'm up for it, and that is so. Uh, here we go. Um, Ricky Pitts, turn it in, will you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Matt, your turn. All right. Okay. I'll Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> freak, freak. All. There you go. That's my. That's my. That's my. I can see Matt. I can see uh, Ridders and Paul just like thinking, "Don't ask us." There's no way. Do you know something? I I, I never really watched these tenders, so I kind of know what you're going on about. But uh, I think he's just like, for me is Mike Reed, isn't it? I just know him as it might be like Jim Davidson, but he used to do this thing, didn't he? Nick Nick was part of his uh, stand-up routine. Yeah, that was Jim Davidson. Yeah, yeah, was that Jim Davidson? Yeah. I'm sure Mike Reed did that as well. They probably uh, all did. It's a seventies. Ian Golden. Uh, I was going to mention Ian Golden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, run around. Yeah. You guys yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, that's That's So he was he was the one who went run around. Yeah, very good. That's the best. I think you. I tell you what, you might have come in at the end and taken the spoils. Do you know what? I'm just going to go and get the swear jar because really, you've just taken the absolute piss. It's only, <laughs> it's only when you mentioned the runaround bit, I just suddenly mentioned, remembered, ran around. <laughs> Brilliant. I well done, Ian Golden. <laughs> what I love yeah, about that is, just before we start properly, Matt's impression was a pretty crap. Ridders, oh, you know, he takes the title. And Tangent was talking about someone else completely. <laughs> oh, I went off on a tangent. What did you expect? <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was just going to no, no, no. I was going to say Ian, Ian Golden. Like you mentioned, he actually posted a picture of him with Ronnie Corbett. Yep. So he's yeah, actually met. Yeah. He's actually met the famous person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, top stuff there. So um, yeah, so all, all good stuff. And as you say, Adrian mentioned there about doing a, a competition on Mike Reed, which obviously went down like a lead balloon. Um, and then on Twitter. <laughs> We we got a couple of likes. We get a like from Ernie. So Ernie always kind of likes the um the post on Twitter. And Is somebody he the fastest called... milkman in the West. I think you you have done that joke before, but yeah, that's, I think you're allowed <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, laugh then either. And somebody called somebody called Andrea who said, "If you need hot chat, message me." Right, so... <laughs> and I, oh, I and need you know to sign what? up to Twitter and all I, of a sudden. And I and I wasn't sure, so I said, "Are you talking about the comic Hot Shots?" But she hasn't. She, <laughs> she hasn't replied. We went down. Oh. We went down. And we went down a, a, yeah, an avenue which I wasn't expecting. Quite frankly. So, um, can, can I just ask one question on that? Did she come back and say she wanted you to be her playmaker? Oh, oh. oh. see what I did there. Oh, very good. Very good. Gentlemen, There's a joke gentlemen. in there about hard man as well, but I'm not going to mention it. That was terrible. <laughs> Right, that's all. That's, <laughs> that's the, so much that's that's the safety fans and so <laughs> Oh dear me! Anyway, I think oh, we God, have already. Sorry, yeah, it's time to move on. <laughs> that's the social media feedback, Cole. Back to you. Well, that was uh, two things. One, that was a bit different, and two, I do the jokes. Got you some competition. <laughs> okay. That, by the way, if Andrew's down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go on, go on, go on. You made that up, didn't you, Matt? 
No, seriously, we've got a message. On, if you want me to show you the Brilliant. screenshot, I can show you the screenshot of, of Andrea. Can, oh, can I just screen, can, screenshot can I just... of Andrea, huh? Oh, not her actual tweet. <laughs> I was going to try and bring it back. <laughs> Uh, I was yeah. just going to say, whilst Matt might be looking at that to show the tweet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was just going to say, Goal, I mean, before you go on, it just to second, I mean, it's, I've read some of the, the threads. It's actually brilliant to read. So thanks to everybody that oh, contributed yeah. Absolutely. and, and made you. comments. It yeah. really is appreciated by all of us. I, know. Oh, I mean, yeah. we are, we are completely each time just blown away by, by the feedback and you know the listeners and how much you guys enjoy and actually it's quite moving to to read when people say that you know it takes them back to the feeling that they had back then yeah yeah, yeah so fantastic and i just like to add my contribution to the rude stories uh jokes um don't forget my section next next time is billy's boobs <laughs> oh dear look at, look at matt matt just not laughing again Anyway, let's get on to the content. Okay, first little, little quick section is what I'm calling goal uh, completist questions. Um, I'm in the process of, you know, trying to compile a complete United verse with help from the likes of Eagle Rich um, and uh, Hello Richard, by the way, and things like that. But just to ease myself into it, I'm doing a little... Uh, Gary, Lin Gary Lineker's hot shots uh, sort of episode order, date order run through. And um, so very briefly, I've got a couple of questions and I did post some things on on the um, Roy the Rovers page. But my questions are, so hot shots started in Gary Lineker, uh, Playmaker, sorry, started in um, Gary Lineker's hot shot. In, on the 13th of August, 88, and amazingly ran until February 1992, uh, which is about 130, 140 episodes. Uh, and then about three or four months later, well, October uh, later that year, until when Roy of the Rovers finished, um, they reprinted the first strips of Playmaker. My question is... Which issues of Roy of the Rovers did they run to? Now, I know that the reprints started when the logo changed in October, but did it run until the final episode? That's my question. And also... What, the, the reprints? The reprints. Yeah, so initially you had the episodes in Gary Lincoln's Hot Shot. Then it moved yeah. to Roy of the Rovers and Hot Shot. And then, of course, it just became Roy of the Rovers... And the Playmaker story ran all the way through from 88 in the beginning of Gary Lineker's Hot Shot to 1992, February 92, in Roy of the Rovers. And then uh, in October of 1992, the logo changed. And actually, he's going off tangents, going off and looking for it. Um, I know, yeah. Trying to work out which issues the reprints were in and if they lasted until the final black cover episode. And also, more difficult question, because um, normally there are like just listed as release dates of the first of the month, but we're trying to find the release dates of the uh, Hot Shot Annual and the Hot Shot Holiday Special. So, uh, so we've lost. Go on. So, so what do you want? 
do you want the listeners to answer those questions then is that what you i don't know yeah. it looks like it, it, paul's not gonna, we, we haven't got we haven't got time for paul to go through every single one of i'm not going to be able to do the hot shot thing but i'm currently thumbing through the last ever edition of um roy the rovers and because it was such a massive story i mean we actually go past the center spread and it's all roy the rovers with the uh the helicopter crash um, and the news bulletin, which then is uh, Trevor McDonald, and then you know do a history of his career, and then we've got Buster's Ghost, then we go to Hamish and Mouse, which is actually a reprint as well because they're playing for Princess Park, and you're right, Playmaker is in there, but it's definitely a reprint because he's in the Millside um, City kit, so um, that's a reprint. So he is in oh, wow. the last uh, edition of. The Royal the Rovers magazine. If you can, can you send me a screenshot of that in the next few days? Yep, so sure, I, certainly. I know which episode was the last episode of the, in, in in the reprint. So, uh, yeah. so the question just remains. Uh, well, not really, actually. Then that suggests then that, that it that it did go from when the logo changed in October '93 until the final edition. So yeah, we've kind of answered the question there, really, haven't we? Yeah. Can I just, I can't remember who it was on the Facebook, the Quasar football boots got mentioned. And just on that reprint, the Andy Steele Playmaker, this story is sponsored by Quasar Sports. I just wanted to do a quick mention. If I do apologise, I can't remember that person's uh, name on the Facebook group, but that's out to you. <laughs> there you go. So the, the only question remains is trying to find the release dates of the annual and the holiday special. Thank you for that. I, yep. That went longer than I intended it to, but I appreciate that tangent. So, no here we go then. It's time for... Are you ready, Riddis? Yeah. yeah. I, I hope you're really ready for this, Riddis. Can, can you believe it? Just in honour of you, Dot Cotton, Frankie Howard and Kenneth Williams have formed their own band just to do your theme song. <laughs> well, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't really. I have to work. <laughs> oh, I've got oh. it. <laughs> oh, I say, it's for this retro review. Oh, no, it's a <laughs> Damn, I had nothing planned for that. <laughs> See? Set it up and bang, it's gone. You, sh you should have recorded it live. You should have recorded it, gone and not done a live, a live remix. Do you want to know who's actually doing the uh, thing? Yes, we for? do. Yes. 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 Yeah, go on. Hello? Oh my God, I can't believe it. It's only the bloody Kaiser Chiefs. Oh my oh. God. Well, I know. Okay. They, wow. offered, they offered to do a uh, 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 their own mix of I Predict a Riot. So uh, here, we go. here we go. Are you, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Go. go yes. I Predict a Review. <laughs> I Predict a Review. Read his Richard review. Read his Richard review. Oh my God! I don't that's, believe it. Wow. That's decent. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. A little bit indie this this, this week with a bit Chops more modern. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I like that. Go. I don't care. Oh, I, I mean, thank you, thank you. Oh, I say, I predict a riot. Dorothy Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, thanks to um, thanks to the Kaiser Chiefs for popping in. Was uh, are they are they staying with us, Goal, for the uh, the whole podcast? Oh yeah, excellent. That's always good. 
Um, right, shall I go then? Yeah, that's how I should, yeah. I should start, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. Well, I'd rather you stayed and did your section, but if you want to go, <laughs> go. I'm, I'm a bit starstruck with the Kaiser Chiefs being yeah, out. Okay. I'm the mayor. I, yeah. Full of the day job. studio. Here we go. So, um, so, yeah, as mentioned earlier, what we're going to do, this is kind of the first time I've ever really looked at the We Are United story from the pages of Champ, which 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 seems odd, but I've always done the picture story monthlies. But So I thought what I'd do, I'd have a look at their... Um, they participate in the Euro Mini Nations Cup at the end of the 83-84 season, which is um, they've just secured promotion back to Division 1 uh, in issue 13. So uh, in issues sort of 14 to 19 to sort of cover the off-season period, they go to they go to this um, Euro Mini Nations Cup, um, which is from uh, issue 14, um, and they sort of fly into France in, in that issue. Um so these these two um, these two issues, fourteen and fifteen. That's May the twenty sixth, nineteen eighty four, and June the second. Um, and I just another tangent. It's I think Paul's inspiring me here. I just thought I'd, I'd say to the lads that there was a number one record in the UK oh. and the US, and a number one album. Sort of so May twenty sixth. To June second, nineteen eighty four. Any any guesses? Any ideas? Who might be? Go on. Oh, go on, Matt. Oh, go on. Go on, Matt. Um, I'd say Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. That is what I was going to say as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're both wrong. Brian Adams. <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, that that wasn't number one for five hundred years, but it doesn't. That's not actually for this. These two weeks. Is it? Is it Prince Purple Rain? No, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you. So in the US, it was "Let's Hear It for the Boy" by Denise Williams. Ah, Denise Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in the UK, <sighs> and it was it, this was a big hit. This one, it was "The Reflex" by Duran Duran. Oh my God! Oh, it's not like goals. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, any idea what the number one film was these two weeks? Ghostbusters. No. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I, I, I think that was the same year, goal, but these two years it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm. So there you go. So, sorry, Gore, what'd you say? You want an interesting fact about the Temple of Doom? <laughs> yeah, always, always. It, it was set before Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That actually comes first in the timeline. Of, of a year chronology. So it's uh, uh, Temple of Doom first, and then a year later, timeline chronology, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fascinating fact, that. Yes, so it makes me wonder, is there, was, was there a correlation between the Indi Indianaverse and Unitedverse? I don't know. Is anybody, is anybody... <laughs> Definitely. Leave it with me, Matt. Leave it with You're me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all <laughs> don't worry. Nick Smith, back in the 40s. Now, you know. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get it in when we'll Simo in. comes back. It will tell us what left winger Indiana Jones is actually uh, based on, <laughs> and uh, Riddles yeah. will tie it into the United first. <laughs> Definitely, we're sorted. So uh, yeah, okay. So that kind of gives you a, sort of a flavour of the times as it was. Um, so in issue fourteen, um, yeah. So United fly into France, uh, and you see you see them arriving in Paris Airport. It's a chance of United. The supporters are already sort of gathered there. Um, 
and we kind of get a good idea immediately for the humour, a sort of in champ, and sort of spread into Victor and Picture Story monthlies as the United coaches drive into their um, their hotel. Um, Fred Rimmy looks out the window uh, and he says, "I'll bet everyone here speaks French." Uh, <laughs> that raises a few smiles, and it also annoys Tug Wilson, which is two for the yeah. price of one. Yeah. And um, and as the as they get closer to the capital. Um, Hedgehog looks out the window and says, oh, look, there's the awful tower, <laughs> which everyone enjoys yeah. correcting him. It's yeah. it's the Eiffel Tower. Um, so that's kind of, it's a good look into the humour of the times, I guess. Um, and uh, uh, during this period, they always describe Fred Rimmy as club funny man. Um, yeah. And again, I think, I can't remember if it's in issue one, two or three. Again, I guess Simmer would know would, might know that particular issue, but um, Fred Rimmy appears to lighten the mood and he has a dead stereotypical, like, uh, false glasses, nose and moustache, and he's sort of <laughs> seen as the kind of, you know, the, the joker in the team. Um, but what I noticed, sort of what I thought then, um, through Victor and Picture Story Monthly, that changes slightly. Fred Rimmy's sort of more the stalwart, the captain, the good guy, that sort of funny man is lost slightly. Um, so I guess that's either the writers forgetting that sort of story, or I guess you could also have it as the longer the story goes on, he gets more mature and he stops sort of clowning around. But um, it's noticeable that a few times in Champ, he's referred to as the funny man, um, Fred Rimmy. Um, so as they're getting off the coach, when they arrive, um, Brian Stokes, the right back, you might remember him. Yeah. Um, he's he's talking to Benny Granger um, and he's, he's, he's sort of saying that Josh was hiding his face in the airport and, and Benny Grange is like, uh, yeah, he, he was hiding behind people. So there's obviously there's something brewing there, storyline-wise. <laughs> um, and the, the lads go to a training session. Um, and Brian Stokes um, is asking Dunk Fraser uh, about his little brother, Jimmy. And we've been introduced to Jimmy a little bit early in the story. He's a bit of a troublemaker. Um, but he, he went for a trial at a, a non-league team, and they kind of rejected him. And he, um, he smashed up the dressing room. So he, he's a bit of a a bit of a head case um and dunk's just saying well as far as i know he's back with his mum uh, back up in scotland but in the very next panel we see jimmy fraser in dunk fraser's uh, lodgings and um i'm not going to say he's stealing i don't want to judge the, the lad <laughs> but we'll say he's helping himself to one of duncan's suits and, and um and some money <laughs> Duncan um, wouldn't mind <laughs> no, well, he's a footballer, isn't he? Um, and it's it, actually speaking of, of the money situation. Um, next on the next page, uh, Joe Pearson um, says hello to the, all the guys. They're all re they're relaxing by the pool, and he says um, the directors have announced that they're all getting a thirty percent pay rise because they're in Division One now. Yeah, because of the promotion. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so obviously everyone's like oh, fantastic. Um, and I looked into what um, top flight players were getting paid uh, in 84, 85. Mm -hmm. um, this is from the, the PFA website. Um, so the average um, wage of a footballer in Division 1, and it's given per year because oh, they're wow. <laughs> not the, the money situation. But guess how much Guess how much the average salary, wa salary was at that in point 84? in Division 1. In, 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 yeah, salary... Sorry, uh, season 84, 85. Yeah. 70, 80 grand? 100? 
What are we talking about? Uh, are we you, talking annually or? Yeah, annually per year. Uh, a lot lower, actually, Matt. A lot oh, lower. really? Yeah. Yeah. How much go? 5,000. No, a bit higher than that. Oh, yeah. What is it? You know what? It's, cards, it's, it's right? not much. Lower, 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 higher, higher. What was the salary? Good game, good game. <laughs> They're all in tonight. Um, so, <laughs> We're having our Christmas party. It's cramped in here tonight, isn't it? Um, yeah, so the average. Woo, woo, woo. All right. All right, oh, Bella, we... calm down. It's all right. Oh, yeah. It's all right. Better. The size of cheese will move. It's all right. <laughs> 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 that was uh, that was Matt, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah. So in 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 the season eighty four eighty five, the average wage of a Division One footballer was twenty four thousand nine hundred per year. Wow. Um, now again, money That's is average. warped these days, That's, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but back then, that was still two and a half times the average working man's salary. Wow. Okay. So yeah, still still to paid to be a footballer, but yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah, which meant after a quick bit of maths in eighty three eighty four when we first joined the United Lads in Champ, they'd have been on roughly fifteen to sixteen grand a year at that point. Wow. Do you know so what? anyway, sorry, there, readers. Yeah. I just quickly yeah, because I, I one of my other sources, the Wimbledon champion that year, uh, men's oh, singles, yeah. oh, got a yeah. hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh right, so wow. that's interesting <clears> as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shows you the way the money is. Be serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And anyway, so yeah, so there you go. So um, they get a, a significant pay rise. Um, and we see that uh, Terry Evans is also training with the Welsh squad. And um, there's a couple of panels there where he's training and, he, and he ca he's catching the eye of the Welsh manager, Ivan Nokirk or Nokirk. Mm. I couldn't quite no, picture yeah, who that was supposed yeah. to be, a, mm. a Ivan Nokirk. So back with United, uh, we see a conversation between Hedgehog and Brian Stokes, with Hedgehog uh, recommending that Brian Stokes, Brian Stokes's wife, should start wearing contact lenses instead of glasses, because Brian Stokes's wife doesn't want to wear glasses, despite the fact that she keeps crashing the car. <laughs> not, not, not that she's crashed the car. But Brian right. Stokes's wife, she just keeps crashing the car. So God knows what the insurance company is there with. But yeah, she just keeps on crashing that car. Um, Brilliant. So, and then in another panel, we also see some more, some more story from back home. We see um, a couple of, of of people who live close to, you know, the Charlie I and by. You remember he owns a junkyard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's a, oh, he's yes. he's yeah. he's still he's still amateur status at this point, believe yep. it or not. <laughs> and there's a few people complaining about his junkyard, and it's bringing the the average house prices down in the area, that sort of thing. <laughs> so it looks like there might be a bit of trouble for Iron Bar back home, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, after all that, we get to a bit of football. Um, Hurrah! <laughs> yeah, so we get to um, we get to the team sheet for their first match against Saint Rails, which I think I'm pronouncing that rightly that's how Wales. i would pronounce it yeah i'm pleased you said that because i've always yes. wondered but that's how i'd have pronounced it yeah yeah thanks because it could be reels couldn't it that one but yeah, i've always yeah. up, yeah. in my head yeah. it's rails yeah. Yeah. yeah um and we get it's the team sheet is a pretty strong classic early united lineup um charlie Barr in goal number Defensive. one charlie Barr. 
Hey. Um, <laughs> Defence of um, there's got we've got Stokes, Granger, Reagan, and Wilson at the back. Yeah. Midfield of Remy, Jones, and Fraser. Yeah. And up front we've got uh, Gigi Green, Lily Barnes, and Josh T. Um, and Gigi's what number is? Go on. I was to say uh, Gigi's actually replacing Terry Evans at yeah. seven because Terry Evans is away. Um, um, well, um, what number is? Uh, um... The last player that you mentioned wearing Josh T. He's wearing yeah. eleven. Number eleven, Josh T. Also hey. known as Cuppa. I was going to say, surely that's number eleven, Josh Cuppa T. <laughs> right, yeah. oh. oh, we can all do impressions now. Hang on. <laughs> that was actually my impression of goal. <laughs> in. It was crap. Coming in at number eleven, Josh Cuppa T. <laughs> and uh, number twelve. Sorry, And uh, no, you're okay. And, and number twelve um, is Tim Stevens, who I think oh, we all okay, remember yeah. from all yeah. the early yeah, chaps. Yeah, yeah one, one of the uh, one of the forgotten men, I think, mm. as we moved into He's got the, the yeah. massive hairstyle as well. Tim Stevens, doesn't he? With yeah, big yeah. wavy hair. So yeah, yeah, proper, always remember proper eighties stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we get to the match and um, United get a, a a bad reception. They get booed on. Um, but United roar into the attack. Uh, they start playing well. The match turns quite dirty, though. Um, and Hedgehog, <laughs> Hedgehog says about his marker, and bear in mind this is 1984, and I'm quoting Hedgehog. Hedgehog says, this froggy's got more arms than an octopus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, who, so. who did the script? Jim Davidson. <laughs> um, Some content is from a previous time. We should just bring this. The script writers are not Brilliant. necessarily those of the podcast presenters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um, well done, Carl. Yeah. So we've we've got uh, the refs giving. St. Rails some decisions too. It eventually leads to uh, St. Rails going 1-0 up in the second half to cheers of Vive la France. Vive la France from the terraces. Bonjour. So, so can, can I, do you know, sorry, we're going to stop you there. It's interesting yeah. actually at that time because obviously uh, in recent years that would have been Alela Blue, right? Yes. But, that's, yes, but that just goes to show actually that you're right. I, I'd not have heard of Alela Blue in, in 84. So, yeah. It would have yeah. been Vive la France. Yeah, it's interesting. V- yeah. It was uh, Alain Le Bleu playful then. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, unfortunately he's been dropped because Indiana Jones is now playing left wing for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We fit him in. There you go. Um, <laughs> so United are one down. Uh, they need a hero. The time running out. So Hedgehog Jones goes on a mazy run. He goes past one, two, three into the area. Go on. And it, t- and it takes another two defenders to bring him down. Um, and the ref has no option but to give United a penalty. You can yeah, tell he doesn't want to. You can tell he doesn't <laughs> he want to. Want <laughs> no, he doesn't want to. Yeah. But United get a penalty. Benny Granger takes the penalty, sends the goalie the wrong way. The game finishes one all. We oui. and, and Joe Pearson's made up. He's very pleased at full time. Mm. Which was a bit different from the halftime team talk, where a, a page or two back he has to 
shout at the United lads to listen to his team talk because they're busy watching the FA Cup final back in England on a tally. <laughs> Brilliant. 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 Which is, right, I've just, I love that. That's fantastic. They just, you know, like four of them sort of cramp around a little telly, ignoring yeah. the manager watching the Cup final. Brilliant. Have you just mentioned that because the 84 Cup final, Everton won 2 0? We did. We did. I, I, yeah, well, surely, 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 <laughs> I was just quickly I was going to ask it, it said that I take mm. it didn't mention actually who the teams that were that were playing no, it, and I just said it it, it, yeah. oh, it no. doesn't yeah, what, yeah, you, you see Hedgehog say uh, a Nottingham Forest on the attack and someone turns around uh, and goes, interesting he, yeah. someone turns around and says Hedgehog Forest aren't even playing <laughs> <laughs> and then it sort of cuts back to Joe Pierce and shouting at them, which is which is quite good fantastic um, fantastic and then the last couple of panels of, of issue 14 um, it shows Jimmy Fraser, you know, we mentioned before, Dunk Fraser's yeah. sort of tear away younger brother. He's thinking about stowing aboard a ferry to come and visit Dunk right. in France. <laughs> and Brian Stokes' wife in, the, in one of the last panels, Sheila, she's in tears as um, she's only gone and crashed the car again. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. He's never going to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Scriptwriters' views on sexism are not necessarily so. Uh, I don't nothing point. to do with women's drivers. It was actually all about blind people driving, <laughs> not yes. people that should have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words, so, Wise words. Yeah. So yeah. So as it used to say at the end of every champ, see you again next week. Next week. So that was the end of issue fourteen. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll have a look at issue fifteen in a bit. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. Yeah. Brilliant. Can I? Sorry, I hadn't asked this, but in uh, Ridder's um, thing, obviously, you know, I've been posting Ridder's thing. Ridder's retro. Sorry, I'm following. Ridder's retro review. I didn't bloody pay for nothing, you know. I just blown away. I'm starstruck from the whole. um, (laughs) But you know, in the champ, I've just brought up, and I just thought it might be quick as uh, they played St. Reels. I can't remember I've said that correctly now but it just says there that they enjoyed a tremendous season they were the winners of the French Championship and the French Cup and they nearly made it a glorious hat-trick when they reached the final of the European Cup Winners' Cup only to be beaten 2-1 by German aces Hamion stars of the team are midfield man and captain Sasha Hidalgo and French World Cup star Dominic Platau Dominic Platau yeah that sounds a lot like is it Rosh, Dominic Rush too, or something like that? Well, I was thinking Michelle yeah, Platini. Yeah, yeah. yeah, again, yeah. so probably yeah, the Dominic from Rush two, and yeah, yeah. Platini, Platini. They wouldn't put Platini because it would be too famous. But yeah, oh right, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, 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 and I think Hamian are in the. They're in this. They are mix. in the tournament. They are in the tournament. Cool. Yeah, as well. Yeah, it, it all ties in. It all yeah. ties in. Fantastic section there. Fantastic part one of the section. We'll be back to you later, Riddis and. Uh, at Kaiser Chiefs, obviously, I've got to do your ending theme tune later on. So uh, yeah. look forward to that. They're, they're having a cup of tea at the moment because uh, Bella woke up and uh, didn't recognise the Kaiser Chiefs because they were strangers. So I've sent them to the canteen. 
uh, Ronnie Corbett's making him a cup of tea, and I have no idea where I'm going with this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back with you later. <laughs> the next section. Uh, brilliant. Yes. Sorry. Heading it off long enough, and it's now time. Let's see how Paul Tangent Tangent Paul gets on with the return of the Masked Champ Challenge. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. You've missed you know that, what? There's four people on this podcast, and three seem to be really looking forward to this. Paul, if you could just do us a favour, can you just turn off the big light in your room and just switch on the lamp and just place next to you, shine in your face? And, and, it and feels like into that. that Leatherback yeah. chair. Which yeah. We have for you yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyway, okay. so yeah. Before we start, a big thank you to Simo. Um, we appreciate. Simo supplying the questions. Uh, he's uh, always brilliantly knowledgeable. So thank you, Simo. Come back soon. I'll hand you over to can, Matt. Well, well can I just add to that? I'm going to reserve my thanks to Simo after I've heard the questions. <laughs> I might be saying something else, Simo. Just be warned. Oh, bloody hell. I'll get the swear jar. Oh, damn. I've been <laughs> in the swear jar. Right then. Over to Matt. Master Champ so, Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, thank you. So, Paul, you've accepted the challenge given to you yeah. by the Master Champ. Um, <laughs> well, are you going to be the Master Champ? Who knows? And your subject today, do you remember what your subject uh, was, Naively, is? I asked for the World Cup 1982. Which, yes. Uh, oh, it doesn't yeah. go that bloody far. <laughs> how much? How much? How much do you remember of the nineteen eighty two World Cup? Oh. Uh, not as not much. Enough. Not I, enough I is going to be the answer. Not, yeah, not exactly. Gonna... <laughs> do you know what? After hit, sort of listening back and thinking about Simo's questions to Ridders about Everton, I think I've messed up here. I kind right. of think I know the highlights, and I'm going to get caught out. But here we, we go. shall see. Anyway, I'm going to give it a go. go. I'm going to give it a it's go. Just, there's twelve easy questions. Unfortunately, they're not the ones which I've got in front of me now. <laughs> so, 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 so question question number one. Right. So who scored the disallowed goal for France against Q8? Oh, bloody hell. Do you, no, do you remember? It's a group game. Uh, a yeah, group it was, game. yeah. Do you know what? And I'll be honest with you. No, I, I, I'd forgotten. I, I must admit, focus was a little bit on England the first round. Do you know what? I'm going to put out Didier Cease. No, it was no, it is Alan Jures. Jures. Hey, hey, hey! Could have been thrown over. (laughs) Oh, for Christ's sake! Every bloody time you forget to let me have a guess. (laughs) Can I have a guess, please, Matt? Yeah, but you were going to say Dominic Plateau. I'm going to say what I normally say as an answer: Exeter City. Exeter City. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay. I'll, I'll throw out the the. Questions to other people as soon as Paul. I mean, if Paul gets when, done, when I get them wrong, they're open to everybody. <laughs> so uh, get ready for t- in eleven more questions, gents. All right. So the number one is uh, uh, nothing for yeah. that one. Uh, yeah, number, yeah. number two, which Irish player got sent off against Spain? There's uh, just for the listeners. Uh, Paul is yeah, now Paul rubbing is his forehead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not Billy Hamilton. It wasn't Jerry Armstrong because they were the guys that combined for the goal. I don't think it was Martin O'Neill. 
Oh, I don't I really don't think this is right. God, this is gonna go horribly wrong. I'm gonna say Mal Donaghy. Correct. Yes. Oh, oh right, that's it. It's Ooh. over. I've got one right. I'm out of here. <laughs> well done, Paul. Oh, guys, you know what? <laughs> I got with my 80 songs. <laughs> that's genius because I told you the answer before but you, the drama you put into that it, it almost made you believe you did actually guess that it's incredible uh, well, well done that was great great big deduction there yeah um, good, an- number, good answer Paul. number three I think this one is slightly easier um, but we'll so. see where did England play their group games Bill Bow look at that yeah, yeah. I remember that as a kid because I'm sure that year Athletic Bilbao won the Spanish division as well so you know what it's like when you grow that up I actually bell. thought that they were the big team in Spain Lord of the Rings oh very good Bilbao Baggins again Concord and that was actually a really good one goal I'm, I'm here all week hey thankfully the rest of us aren't <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, mate. You're fired. <laughs> I've got two right. I'm on fire at the moment. I don't care anymore. <laughs> number, number number four. Paolo Rossi won the Golden yeah. Boot with his six goals. Yeah. But who was second with five goals? I've probably got this um, wrong because I've got a horrible feeling it it might be one of the Hungarian players. Um, but I'm going to say um, Boniek. He's a big new Boniek of uh, Poland. It's a good guess. But it's wrong. Yeah. Goal, Ridders. 1982. Ooh. I don't know. Think about who went oh. deep into the tournament. Oh. I'll have a uh, second one out no, so, no, sorry. No, 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 oh. no, no. That's not uh, really you can't... Like, <laughs> like uh, Emilio Buttergrano? No. 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 Well, go on, go on in, Paul. Hmm. Have another go. I thought he was injured and I thought he only played, started playing at the end, but I'm wondering if maybe Karl Heinz Rummeniger. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, that's right. It's Rummeniger. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Never mind. Never mind. Number five. How many teams? These these are the kind of questions which are really kind of quite frustrating. It's the how many teams ones. How yeah. many teams failed to score a goal in the group oh. phase? Oh, wow. Blimey, have we got 45 minutes whilst I try and go through? No. Oh, I'm sure Peru got spanked 5-1 and they got a consolation oh, oh, goal. He's going to go for Cameroon every single fixture. <laughs> <goal>. <laughs> even El Salvador scored. I think even New Zealand got a goal against Scotland. Oh, Jesus Christ. Kuwait, Kuwait, I don't think, scored a goal. No, it's how many teams? How many teams? Oh, how many teams? Yeah, yeah. Don't change the question, Paul. Oh, sorry. I, I'm going to... Do you know what? I don't think it was that many. I'm going to say three. Okay. Five. I, I say five. Oh. Uh, you're both wrong. Ridders? I'd say maybe just one or two. I'll go for one. Lower. It's lower. Lower. There was did, none. Did it play Every... your cards right? No, oh, everybody, everybody scored. Everybody scored. Wow. God. Damn. So, wow. Damn, why did I not remember that Kuwaiti goal? Well, I'm surprised you, you, you didn't really. It's 41 years ago. I'm sure you would have remembered. Um, okay, number six. Ryan Robson scored the World Cup's fastest goal against France. I'm sure you will remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Added another goal in the second half. But who got England's third goal that day against France? 
Oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but I, I don't know why. I think it was Paul Mariner. Tony Top Woodcock. Man. Yeah, that was my second that's guess. That. So what's what's that what's that affliction you've got there, Gold? <laughs> I, I said Tony Woodcock. Um, oh, okay. You can get a cream for that. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, still, thinking, <laughs> I'm still thinking of Andrea from earlier on. <laughs> Paul Mariner's right. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, right. Yeah, it wow. Was right, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The late Paul Marin, I should the say. The late Paul yeah, sadly, yeah, was it great. last year? I think he only yeah. passed away, wasn't he? Great, great uh, player. Great player. Yeah. And then a legend. Yeah. And Ipswich Town. Not so much a yeah. legend for us because he um, scored a hat trick against us in the um, FA Cup quarter final. Anyway, okay. How many teams, number seven, how many teams managed to score in every match? Oh. <laughs> Look in your face. If we could get this on video. Look you know what, say, Simo, I'm, I'm not thanking you for these questions, Simo. You're not thanking him? <laughs> <laughs> I think better should do the questions next time. How many oh, teams How scored many t- in every game? In every match, yeah. That they played in. No signalling, Riddus. I'm watching you. <laughs> This is, this is quite interesting because I'm thinking of like teams like Scotland who got knocked out in the first round and even they scored against Brazil and obviously beat New Zealand. And I'm sure they scored against um, Russia. Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually going to go high here. I'm going to go eight. Oh, it's high. Well, this, this, this is just like playing your cards, right? Okay, goal goes wrong. Are you going to go higher or lower? I need some Dolly Dealers here. I don't know if uh, Andrew is around. Um, <laughs> the reviews Dolly, of Matt. Dolly the, the, the reviews of Matt are not necessarily those that we can with. He's been corrupted by Twitter or X. Andrea. I know. Actually, now Andrea. I've realised why they've renamed Twitter to X. <laughs> <X-rated>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so Ooh. higher or lower? Eight. Paul says eight. What do you what, what, what do you reckon? Higher or lower? Uh, I, I, lower I'd lower thing for me. I'd say a yeah. lot lower. A lot lower. Four. Where'd you go? Yep. Four. Hang on. Riddles is there. Well done. Well done. Can I have a guess? Yeah, well, go no, on. Because right no, 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 no. I love it when he then gives the right answer after he's been given. What were you going to say, Gol? What are you going to say, Gol? Five. <laughs> just Close. a quick uh, a quick quick fact mm-hmm. yeah. I I've mentioned this before you mentioned Brazil then uh, and I know I've mentioned this before to remember me mentioning that Brazil's first ever competitive against Brazil's okay. well no Brazil's first game full stop not competitive sorry well, we know the answer is going to be Torquay whenever Torquay, you go through the long-winded question. Yeah. Sorry, it's going to... is it Torquay? <laughs> Don't be silly. Why would Brazil play a club in Devon first? Ridiculous <laughs> thought. But it's Do you true, know what the answer it? is? What's the, what's Exeter the answer? City. Uh, <laughs> Exeter City. Yeah. That's oh, it. God. Wow. You know why? Because wow. they, before they were Exeter City, they were the Grecians. <laughs> <laughs> Greeks, Brazil, Greece, Exeter City's nickname is the Grecians, right? Yeah, I'm just waiting for oh, word. That's, that's just not that right. Moving on to the next one. No, no, no. We can't let's that just, bit, Matt. Please. Let's just let's <laughs> have a moment of silence in memory 
of a tangent's career here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Still I've come wishing. out with some shit jokes in my time, but you just took the biscuit. I mean, a tumbleweed went past. It did. It was. It was. Yeah. I'm only kidding. Uh, could, could, could you just give us like a written explanation for that joke in like less than 1,500 words <laughs> after the podcast? That would be great. Thanks. Thank you, Paul. Anyway, so we move on to number question eight. Yes, go for it. How many, how many unbeaten teams were there in the tournament? So it's a bit of a thing. How many unbeaten yeah. teams were there in the tournament? One is quite... Fairly well, England, yeah. England were yeah, unbeaten. Yeah. I mean, it was that yeah, yeah, again yeah. was the mad thing because they because there were two group stages. Um, I think Italy went through the tournament unbeaten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very good. France didn't because obviously we beat them in the opening game. I don't know. I don't. I'm going to say two. Anybody else is wrong? Obviously, three. Anybody else? There's. Is that a goal? Three. Oh, no. Po- Three. Yeah, Not yeah. Poland, Cam- Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. So Cameroon in the group stage. Goal, oh, goal you gets that. Numpty. Ridders, do you want to guess? Uh, three. <laughs> oh, my God, you got it as well. Yes. Do you know what's annoying? I actually know it's England, Italy and Cameroon. That's Oh, I forgot Cameroon. Knocked out on actually goal scored in the first round. Oh, this makes up for my 80s music one so much. (laughs) Yeah, and you didn't make a fool of yourself with a brilliant joke as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have many a time. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Number nine, which team scored the most goals in the tournament? Oh, um, Hungary. Oh, you're wrong. (laughs) Really? Yeah, no, it wasn't Hungary, no. Oh, I'll pluck that out because obviously they beat El Salvador 10-1, so. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, but they, no, they, they, no. Well, they weren't in the end. It's Brazil then, probably. No, it's not. Anybody wow. else? Blimey. France. Actually, the city. Yeah. <laughs> France. It's, it's France. Yeah, it's France. France. Yeah. Yeah, 16 goals. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. 16 goals. yeah. Well, um, that's, quite some, that's quite some statistic that somebody won 10-1 and they weren't yeah. the leading yeah. scorers yeah. in the tournament. Do you know, do you know, but, I must admit, oh. I, I, I jumped in there, but I, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good shout. As soon as they were my third yeah. pick. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself, mate, honestly. Say no! It's, uh, <laughs> quite a difficult thing to do to be a contestant on the Master Champ Challenge. Well, it is when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put... Yeah, Paul, yeah. at this rate, we'll be saying goodbye to you because I think you're the weakest link at, yeah, I definitely, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, number 10, yeah. which which two players outside of the UK played for English clubs? So which two players outside of the UK that played in the 1982 World Cup played for English clubs? This is another, this is another tricky one. I wouldn't have got this. I would have got one. Maybe. Uh, uh, again, I don't know if he played for him at that time. And I've already given his name. I know Didier Cease played for Aston Villa, but I'm not sure it was at that time. Um, that's, not, that's not one of them. No. Outside oh, of the UK. Technically, he's D Cease. <laughs> yes, he is D Cease. Wow. <laughs> oh, who's the. Um, oh, God. Was it. I can't remember his name. Argentinian player that played for Birmingham City. 
Oh God! Even Caratini. That was that, he Something was there. Like, yeah. That was yeah. seventy-eight. That's seventy. Thank you. No, it's got me there. This it's is an really obvious one. Me. It's an obvious. You've got to kick yourself for one of them. Really? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's the famous, Outside... most famous Argentinian players. Well, not Ardiles. Was he at the eighty-two yeah. World Cup? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, Ardiles. Yeah. Um, and the other one was a one. Cap for Dutchingham. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, the other one I think he played for West Ham. I don't know, Rene van der. Elst. Oh, van der Elst, Belgium. Yeah, dear, yeah, yeah. oh dear. Do you know what? I should have done hard. some revision rather than just thinking. That's hard. Would, my first World Cup, all those happy memories. I tell you what, you've ruined this for me, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right now, number eleven. What do the following players have in common? Didier Six. We've already mentioned. Yeah. Uli Stielica. Yeah. Tony Woodcock. Yeah. Jaime Rodriguez. Antonin Penenka. And Gilberto Yearwood. Well, that's interesting because some of those, didn't they, weren't playing in that World Cup, but they've all got something in common, right? And well, I, I in could... The... The squads. They're in the squads. I right, think the one okay. to think about to get the answer would be Penenka. Tony Woodcock. Tony Woodcock. Think of Tony Woodcock. What was different to what was unusual about him compared to the other England players? So all right, okay. Well you in all fair, well, if I if I get this right, I think you've kind of given this to me. That they were actually playing um in a foreign league at the time of the World Cup. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well there done. You go. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really hard. So I, just, you know, I still looking to give you a point, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't deserve it. In all fairness, you, you did. I would actually, when you said Panenka, and I can't remember Stilica, I was wondering, is there a football move named after them? But obviously, I couldn't think of the what is no, the, the Tony Woodcock. The Woodcock is something you don't want to know <laughs> yeah. what that is. <laughs> if you hadn't mentioned Andrea at Twitter, I'd be able to focus on this. Do you know that? <laughs> so where was that? Uh, where, where was that? Well, oh, sorry, go on, Cole. Woodcock was at Hamburg. Sorry, uh, Dane Woodcock again. (laughs) Woodcock. Okay. No, I was Um, just going to ask um, which team Tony Woodcock was playing for because I I, I couldn't uh, think. No, no, he was in the German no, league. No, it was Hamburg, wasn't it? It was ha- no. Paul was right. It was in Hamburg. It was yeah. Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was oh, direct replacement for, but you know, because obviously Keegan came back Keegan to came Southampton. Back, yeah. In yeah. yeah, same period, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the last question. It's like we've been doing this since nineteen eighty-two, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is is Cameroon, New Zealand, Honduras, Kuwait? Which other uh, nation made Algeria. their date? Ah, oh, look at that. He's saved the best to last. Yeah. Oh, Dole, do you want to give an answer I, for that one? I didn't even hear the bloody question. He was so quick. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Who else, aside from Cameroon, New Zealand, Honduras and Kuwait, made their debut, World Cup debut in 1982? I don't know. If you listen, listen to podcast back, you get the answer. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward you... to finding out the answer. Algeria. <laughs> Algeria, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it's just... Uh, Did I manage to get four out of 12 in the end? <laughs> so I'm just laughing at that Algeria. 
joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, I didn't think That's anyone right. heard it. I, I did know it. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Um, um, so yeah, you got how many do you think you got? I think I managed to scrape four in the end. Yeah, you got four. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That was good. It was it was really hard. No, um, fair play, so, my brilliant questions. Um, I'm so, not in yeah. your league. That's what I'm. I'm more than happy to concede that. Well, you've got about three or four episodes to come up with your next Master Champ challenge, where you can redeem yourself. I don't. That's the problem. I don't think it's going to happen. I it definitely. I mean, you know, I'm a jack of all trades and master of none. So the Master Champ challenge really <laughs> isn't my forte. Well, you did. Well you did all right for a first time. Uh, we're we're proud of you. Cheers. Yeah. Let's forget the joke. <laughs> yeah. what, don't mention the joke. I mentioned it once, but I got away. I mentioned it once. I got away. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Dear. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. So that was this week's Master Champ Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Uh, yeah. Riddes, are you still uh, you still ready to come back with your part two of your section after that? Yeah. Yeah, ready and raring to go. Excellent. Okay. So, the man with no nickname, Matt, it's your section. Looking forward to this. Remind us what you're doing. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about skid solo. So, it's a bit a slight departure, although we have many departures on this podcast, don't we? We don't just talk about football comics or football stories. Um, so, it's uh, yeah, a bit of a departure. But, yeah, actually, it, this was based on Adrian Lord mentioned this yeah. quite a few months ago actually I yeah, think it yeah. was and said oh what about doing something on Skid Solo and I thought it was a great idea and yeah I've only just got my finger out to actually do it um, so yeah so Skid Solo in Tiger comic that's how I remember him anyway um, guys you remember Skid Solo before I kind of go in what anybody's memories everybody's nodding their head their riddles what's what are you you heard of him oh no I've never heard of him yeah, I mean, I don't, I know Skid Solo. Obviously, um, for, for me, he's a, a legend of the of the comic books, and I remember him mainly. I think there was a story in the mid '80s where he drove alongside uh, Sterling Moss, who's a hero of my father's, um, in an Audi Quattro in a rally. In, and um, oh. yeah, so he's a yeah. To me, Skid Solo is one of those again uh, legends of the the comic book world. Well, I remember the spin-off. Yeah, I remember the spin-off strip, which featured uh, um, one of them. <laughs> I know what's coming, and I'm already laughing. Uh, yeah, the uh, spin-off strip that featured one of the Marx Brothers. Good Marx. <laughs> God. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Sorry. That joke was shit. There's, oh, there's, there's, oh, oh, there oh dear. <laughs> be in the bloody swear There's got to be some sort of link into the um, Indiana verse, isn't there? Because he got his brother Han Solo. He closely resembles Indiana Jones, the former left winger of uh, <laughs> 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 Anyway, I will cut on with this story. Just to go to the German discos, didn't he? Indiana Jones God. instead of Hedgehog Jones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Shall we just, um, anyway, yeah, so Skid Solo. I'm, I'm trying to uh, get away from the crap joke that Paul did. Uh, I think you've diverted <laughs> attention well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, take one for the team. 
me and Riddles can be just like watch on the side thinking, hey, don't make a bad move. With, don't make a bad yeah. move and we'll be fine for the rest of this episode. Okay, so Skid Solo. So we remember him from, from Tiger, um, but actually he started um, in another yeah. comic called Hurricane um, back in on the 29th of February, 1964. That's when Hurricane was first launched by IPC. Um, fairly short-lived, but I'll come back to Hurricane a little bit later like I said, um, but the story moved into Tiger when Hurricane merged into Tiger in 1965. Um, and the story actually ran in Tiger then up until the 1st of May, 1982. Um, so over 18 years. So you're right, Paul, yeah. it was a real kind of comic book mm. legend, really. Um, written by Fred Baker. So <laughs> wow, really? Virtually everything was written by, <laughs> Fred, written by Baker, Fred Baker, really. <laughs> Um, how are you? How have you found the time to do anything else? I don't know. Oh, and the yeah. artist, or, or the main artist, was John Vernon. And I remember, I think um, David's mentioned him. I think before David Skew's mentioned him before. Yeah. Well, the the, the main the artist, anyway. Friend of the show. Um, hi, David. Hello, David. <laughs> and um, yeah, John Vernon was, I think, the main artist. Although when you look at when it started, it looks like it's actually a different artist. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed um, that. In yeah, the past. yeah, you've seen them. A- Definite two different styles in the eighties to to the early um, episodes. Yeah, so I say he started off. His actual real name was Edward Edward Solo, which comes. Oh, out I never know that some, actually. In some wow. some of the uh, early the early stories, and he was orphaned. He actually lived with his auntie Mabel, so it's interesting the kind of echoes of Billy Dane there with kind of like Betty, Betty's boots and his grandmother and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, the first story is actually dreaming of racing he's actually mowing the lawn so that's how the first story actually starts and he actually goes to a local track a racing track after mowing the lawn pays to do a few laps he actually ends up getting into a race with another driver who's on the track at the same time as him ends up beating him in a race and he actually finds out he's a former racing champion himself like the, the guy he's beaten yeah. um <laughs> so the, the story moves along he's, he's actually 18 and so when he's, he's now he's 18, he actually has access to an inheritance from his father of £1,200. Um, but only once he's actually achieved something. And so he says, well, I've just beaten a champion on the racetrack. So, you know, I'll get my £1,200. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And so he decides to buy a kit car. And that's that's kind of where the story starts, really. It, despite his, his aunt wants him to work in a bank, but he'd rather become a racing driver. I think we, we, we probably all would, wouldn't we, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, and when you read some of the first stories, it was a self-contained story every single week. It never kind of carried on. Oh, like really? A serialization. Oh, right. Yeah, it was, it was, he was traveling around the world and he was competing in various races in South America, France, Sicily, Canada. At one point, he's hired by the Secret Service to do something. Another one, he becomes a stuntman all of a sudden. It was really kind of <laughs> almost like he was a bit of a spy as well sometimes. It was that kind of crossover. So very much an adventure, adventuring racing driver as the... Whereas when I knew him, kind of in the 70s, he's more like he was a Grand Prix driver. That's how I yeah. kind of knew him. And yeah, sometimes touring cars, etc. cetera. Um, Betty started driving for a racing team called Papyrus. And then the stories became a bit more con- connected. So it was a bit more of a continuous thread through. Um, so he moved to Tiger in 65 with the merger. In 66, he won his first world championship. And then there was, there was various other characters which were introduced right. into... Huh? What's that? Sparrow, yeah, Sparrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. So, Sparrow Smith, who was a mechanic and then became an actual fellow team driver, I think, and sadly died. 
think he was yep. in, in a crash in 1980. <laughs> um, Sandy McGrath, who was actually his manager, he's introduced in 1966 as his manager, then did designer, and then he was the kind of his chief mechanic throughout the whole story. You say Sparrow Smith, there was Harry Harris, Mike Mason. I did like the um, alliteration, you know, Harry Harris, yeah. Sparrow Smith, yeah. <laughs> Skid Solo. <laughs> it's the old Race. Stan Lee way of uh, naming uh, comic book heroes, right? It is, it is. <laughs> Same initials. Um, but yeah, just say Rob Richards. So, Rob, Rob Richards. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't got any of that, have we? So, what about Roy Race? Yeah, Roy Race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so the story went on for years. He, he was a world champion quite a few times, but it actually, it actually ended in 1982. Um, so he was he actually the world champion, and I think I sent over some, yeah, uh, images of the last few stories. And what happens is it's the nineteen eighty two season. He's struggling early on in the season, and there's a new car which they're testing. This is a turbo car, turbocharged car. Sandy's not comfortable with it. It's misfiring. Um, the brakes are a bit dodgy, but Skid is really keen because he's behind in the championship and he wants the beat the, this new Belgian driver is in the lead and in practice the practice before the race he actually sees a ghost of Sparrow Smith as he comes into the pits just after the last practice run and he doesn't think anything of it or well, he, he does he, he thinks oh, that's Sparrow Smith but he doesn't doesn't put him off he just goes no I still want to use the turbo car in the race um, so next yeah so the race starts the next next day I'm guessing it must have been, but this is in the following week in Tiger on the 1st of May. And he's flying ahead. Um, you know, lap, by lap five, he's nine seconds ahead. But then, and this, you know, the artwork is really dramatic and it's just really striking, actually, when you when you look at it and you think the story's been going on for 18 years, you know, how much people we've invested in it. And he crashes. And... Then you know, you, and you have a still of the crowd just turning in sh- sheer horror of what's happened to Skid Solo. and then the car explodes, and it's just like, you know, it's just um, really shocking stuff. Um, you know, they try and get him, trying to get him out, and Sandy's trying to get to the actual scene. There he's mechanics, but they won't let him through. And then it flashes back to the newspaper the next day. And it says skid solo crashes, serious injuries. And then then the next panel, there's a week later, you've got a guy on the news who's actually saying, you know, he's still in, in a critical state, still in a critical condition. And then on the next panel, you have day after day, you know, there's a scene there and you've got people actually waiting for a train. You know, you can see that the whole country is talking about skid solo, what's happened. And they're saying, has there been any news yet? And he goes, no, he's still very dodgy. And there's a little kid there going, he's, he'll get better. I mean, he's got to, hasn't he? You know, it was kind of really, really emotional stuff. And then you turn over the page and then it's after six weeks is the next panel. And you've got a doctor there talking to Sandy and and Harry. And they're saying, your friend will live, but I'm afraid his motor racing days are over. And then you have Sandy and Harry. They're actually, you, you can tell this is Skid, but it's, it's from the side, well, from the back. So you can't actually see Skid. He's in the hospital bed, bandaged up, as you can see. Um, and they're talking to him, like being positive. You know, you're going to be all right, Skid. You know, and he said, "Well, what did the doctors tell you?" And like, you know, it obviously wasn't good news. And then, then the, the last three panels that kind of jump ahead 
days, you know, the next one just says much later. And um, he got skid there. He's in a wheelchair. And he's, again, he's got his back to us, with the artwork. And they're going to say, yeah, there's going to be no more remote racing for me. I know that. And he says to them, I want you two lads to find another driver to work for. Someone who you can help you to be, you can help to be champion. But then they kind of, they start pushing him. It's really quite, quite emotional when they're pushing yeah. him off into the sunset. And you've got Sandy on one side, Harry on the other. And they're going, we're staying with you, Mon. We don't want to go anywhere else, Skid. And then the last panel, the last panel, the last ever Skid solo, you just got like an inner frame portrait of him there. It's got Skid solo, world motor racing champion, retired, 1982. And that's it. And it's just yeah. like, wow. You know, and then underneath, which almost is, I don't know, you go, you go beat Dougie Batson in the tough game next week in New Look, New Look Tiger. Like, yeah, that was just, always the thing when a story ended. The next <laughs> one was just rolled in. No, yeah. It was just, yeah, there's no um, niceties. It was just like, that's it. So this was really, um, this is, you know, this is big news. It was really quite controversial, really. And it's interesting when you look back. So a few weeks later, actually, Paul Gettens in there's a Tiger Talking page, and Paul kind of addresses it, saying that clearly lots of readers, as they always don't word them with the Rovers, any of the IPC comics, it was like you know they're encouraged to write in with their thoughts, and uh, he actually addresses it. So a lot of people they thought that it was it was too sudden. The story was finished too sudden. Um, but Paul's line was well, well, unfortunately, most racing is like that, being such a hazardous sport. Um, and that's it, really. <laughs> I suppose yeah. it's right, really. Right. Um, and then the week after that, then they do an actual skid solo memorial. Um, so it's a one-page uh, Tiger talk where it says we remember skid. So it goes from actually from the first ever story. So it's got him mowing the grass. Um, as, there's a picture there of when he first won the World Championship in '66, and there's a there's a little. Um, caption down the bottom which actually gives a the latest update on skid's condition um saying that two months after the accident is that doctors have said that skid will walk again but will have a limp however he won't be able to compete in grand prix racing for a long time so you know let's say that was it was very controversial and barry tomlinson's always he's actually said that um it was one of the most difficult editorial decisions to actually drop skid solo um but like he said many times, he didn't have a choice because he wasn't as popular. You know, as we all know, people used to be encouraged to write in with their scores out of 10. Yeah. Um, and he said it wasn't a quick decision. He debated with Fred how to end it. And they just decided to make it dramatic rather than him fade out. And that was Skid Solo. Um, that's, uh, that's that's really good, that, Matt. I mean, I, so, you know, I didn't know about it, but you've sent me the pictures and the drawings and I've gone through it with you as you've looked at it. And just the artistic decision behind where he's in the bed recovering, and yeah. then the yeah. last, the last couple of panels where you you see him from behind in the yeah. on all three, and you don't see him properly when he's lying in the hospital bed. Yeah. There's a lot of gravitas to that for, for yeah. Yeah. A, a comic. I mean, that's. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I mean, you must have been heartbroken. I mean, I, I didn't even follow the follow the strip, but the way it, those last few panels are drawn, and the very last one in that issue is the. The framed, if you like, artwork of him in his prime with the mm. with his racing gear. That's, uh, I mean, well, I, I, arti artistically, that's that's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. Do you remember yeah. it, Paul? I mean, I I I read Skid Solo, but I can't remember it finishing. But I must admit, I don't I don't remember that uh, in particular that 
finishing in, right. in, in that way. Um, and, and as Ridders has said there, it's, uh, it's quite moving in that way. I mean, it's made me think of two things, actually, when, when you were doing that. It's obviously we've touched on in this podcast that how sometimes tragedy and real, you know, life, you know, death of characters that we've mentioned, like Gordon Stewart, and obviously, you know, the infamous Bazran is incident with Melchester Rovers. And, it, you know, when you think of the, the kind of age that most people were when we were reading these comics, it, it's quite amazing. And then the other thing to try and be a bit more light <laughs> about the subject was I was thinking of uh, Ridders when you did the um, Klein and Powell uh, retro recently. And we were laughing about Kevin Klein, you know, going to get the the, the, the bus and, uh, you know, the, the scene in the pub as well and the old tankards and yeah. it's just that you know even in the 80s i mean i loved the reading uh skid solo but even as a kid it always sort of made me laugh you know he pulls into the pits and he's got one mechanic and you know yeah. i mean back in those days um, still had not yeah, yeah. yeah not like yeah. um nowadays with f1 but you know there would be sunday grandstand and they would cut to the, the the formula one race the cars would be on the grid you might see the parade lap or not but you would see the whole race but you know you were fully aware that you know these were all professional teams with a whole load of pit crew and everything but here we are in the comics at the same time really skid solo pulling into the pits with just one mechanic to you know sort yeah. out the car so again it really did have that kind of bygone feel to it even though it was set in in the modern day world if that makes sense yeah yeah and i, th yeah. And I think yeah. that that could that could be down to the artist agents as well we've said that before haven't we that's what, yeah that's what of we old, mentioned with the client and guys, story typically. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. I think, um, you know, he had number seven on his card. I think that number seven was always synonymous with Sterling Moss. I think Moss, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think also Sterling Moss actually appeared in. in that's some, right. Yeah. Well, in, so in that's what I, I guess, yeah. my big memory because as I say, but Sterling Moss, which is interesting. You know, we when we interviewed David Skew, you know, he said about he was a hero of his. He's a hero of my father. And remember, we did say, and David Skew, sorry, friend of the show, David, um, did mention that the one story that he would have, because that was really his passion, wasn't it? Motor racing, yeah. a skid solo type character or actually that. And he, in fact, I think he did, David did mention, didn't he, that he drew skid solo a couple of times he in did. the annuals. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, if we speak to him again, is find out which ones there were. Yeah. And of course, like, Motor racing was really, really popular. I mean, it is now, but it was oh, really yeah. popular in the seventies. When you yeah. think you had Jackie Stewart, you had James yeah. Hunt, mm. um, you know, they, they were both voted, I think, Tiger Sports Star of the Year. I think yeah. during those yeah. periods as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but just just before I finish on Skid, um, is actually, and I, I don't think I mentioned it, but in in this Grand Prix where he crashes and um, obviously he has to retire, is actually the Imola Grand Prix. Oh wow! Oof. And Oof. and and the date of this tiger was the first of May, nineteen eighty-two, and the date of Ayrton Senna's crash Senna. was the first of May, nineteen ninety-four. Wow! 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 Scary, isn't it? I tell you what, just, yeah, Jesus. that really is. Yeah. Just going just, off yeah. on a respectful sort of tangent, so to speak, that weekend was awful because you had. Absolutely awful crash for Rubens Barrichello in practice, where he flew off into the event and should have died. And in qualifying, Roland Ratzenberger died. Yeah, yeah, Ratzenberger. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was horrible crash. weekend. Yeah, it was. There was a huge crash on the start of the race, 
And then, of course, you had the absolutely awful crash with Ayrton Senna. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's horrible coincidence, horrible coincidence. But um, yeah. well, so that's that's good. So, but I mean, I just just to kind of, I guess, lighten, I'll go back and just talk briefly about Hurricane Comic because, um, as I said, that. Uh, Skid Soda started in the Hurricane comic on the 29th of February 1964. And this is brought out by IPC as a kind of um, companion to the Valiant, which was kind of IPC's version of Victor, which is obviously a very popular um, DC Thompson comic. There's no football yeah. stories in Hurricane. Um, the, the main story was Typhoon Tracy. Um, and there's various other adventure stories. But anyway, I don't think, well, for five or six months, it must have taken a while for sales figures to come through because what he did actually on the 4th of July was they kind of reconfigured the comic and kind of just changed it around. Like, like well, we saw that loads, obviously, during the 80s yeah. where people were desperate to try and keep circulation figures up. But it happened, obviously, all the time, even back in the 60s. So, But what they did was there was a new strip started on the 4th of July, 1964, and this was a strip, a football strip called Hurry of the Hammers. Does that kind of, does that kind of uh, the rhythm of the name sound familiar to anybody? Hurry of the Hammers. And I've sent, I've sent, I've sent the screenshot over to you guys um, previously. This was yeah, actually yeah. modified episodes of Roy the Rovers, obviously from a sister tiger. So it's exactly the same artwork. Yeah. Just all yeah. the names have been changed to to kind of I don't know to to just, save the just, innocent or save the... exactly <laughs> just for the listeners when it. when um, Matt sent it over to us because the first I've seen this I've never um, only aware of the the Hurricane um, comic when it merged into Tiger when I've got some old tigers I actually thought Matt was trying to wind me up here and I was really like <laughs> how's what what's going on and I did thing. didn't I say you know really. Well, uh, am I think because I did I sent you, but that that is this hurry of the hammers. This artwork, panel by panel, this is the exact first episode of Roy the Rovers in Tiger, didn't I? And that's I said to you, Matt, and my brain was like, you know, how's Matt done this? What <laughs> it's this amazing wind up, what witchcraft? <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly the same. And it, I I was because I was I think I got hold of the Hurricane digital copies. I don't know, maybe. A year ago or something like that. and I, I just flicked I was just flicking through you know like you flick through yeah and I saw it and I was like what wow you know and it was just incredible same all same colors and it's you know it's the same wording you know latches onto a loose ball swerves past a couple of challenges and he scores um but I mean what what is also a re really um, amazing or really is is his name He's actually yeah. Harry stands for Harry because the Harry, I guess, and some people can have a nickname if it's Harry, yeah. they call him Harry, Harry, Harry Kane. Mm. His name is actually Harry Kane in yeah. this the, the <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. It's not Roy Race, it's Harry Kane. Kane. Yeah. I mean, Kane, Kane spelt with a C, not a C. K. Mm. But you've got Harry <laughs> Bloody Kane in yeah. 1964. Which... Which can I just say, when you sort of said that as well, and I was looking at it and I zoomed in, I'm like, I really don't know how he's done this, but this is a, just a fantastic wound up. I don't know. Not only is he <laughs> re-pretending that, you know, the Roy the Rover's artwork is now, he's also put Harry Kane in and just been really clever and used the C instead of the K. I was flabbergasted by the whole, the whole thing yeah. when I saw it. I'd never use the C word. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, Blackie Gray is Bill Hardy in this. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just it's just really interesting. But and, and then I did a bit of research on it. So they didn't use exactly the same storyline because, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. Hurricane only lasted until um, 1965 when it merged into Tiger. Actually, the last Hurry of the Hammers finished on the 24th of April. It was didn't actually go on to the very last Hurricane um, comic. But um, if you look at the the timelines on the the, the stories, um, the time the story which was told in Hurry of the Hammers lasted thirty four weeks. Wow. Was the similar one the way it ends? It was eighty eight weeks in Tiger in Roy of the Rovers. So you can oh, see right. large chunks of it was taken were taken out. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah, it's yeah. quite clever. They can just kind of you know smash yeah. them together and sequence them together to have a much shorter story. Um, you know, I think that, well, they basically stripped out a lot of the family stuff which would have happened mm. in in Tiger and Roy the Rovers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly what had happened is that they were going to merge Hurricane comic with Tiger. They couldn't have had Hurry of the Hammers in there no, and exactly Roy the Rovers. Will our eagle-eyed readers really notice some similarity <laughs> here? Great well, news, readers. You've got two stories exactly it, the same. It, it, it wasn't eagle, it was tiger. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. But yeah, so well, I mean, that was, that was, it. I mean, so that was, that was really interesting. I mean, yeah, when I, I'm the same as you guys, I, when I saw it, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. And yeah, it was like, it was really interesting to find out. Um, I wonder if any, I wonder if any, I doubt if it would have been because these are the stories that appeared in 54. Yeah, they were you the know, original Roy the Rose. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. first, that new story, that is actually the first page of Tiger and Roy in Tiger back in 1954, yeah. isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right. So for somebody, would somebody have been reading Hurricane in July 1964 who was reading Tiger in 1954? Possibly. It's a very interesting one, but I think, you know, you're only going to get people like me. So you, I think the comics almost worked on this kind of our readership is say eight to 12 once people get to 13 14 15 they, they drift away so i think they kind of did that thinking that really you know, within a 10 yeah, year yeah. cycle if not even a five mm. year cycle that, that, that yeah that they were they were safe but um yeah i mean I absolutely I hear, I, I hear what you're saying about the sort of like the shelf life of a, of a reader but I mean, I'm 51 now, and I still well, can't wow. go over the Bazran. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do, do you know what? I mean, I I bring it up all all, all the time. You know, with, um, again, Ridders, when your retro was it the uh, the Nearly Man last episode, and you, you mentioned the match against Villapool, and I made the point. It, it it's it shouldn't annoy me, but it really does. It's like no, that should have been Southpool. You know, there's not the continuity. <laughs> there and yeah. and it really winds me up in the football picture story monthlies that later on Everton is dropped and they're replaced by Everpool. So yes, Gull yeah. is a a man in my fifties. <laughs> you know, I really need to get a life on this obviously. But uh, those bits do do get me do you know get me. But uh, sorry, just a, a quick tangent which I put on the the champ uh, we are united football picture story monthly facebook i i did all the we are united uh, scandal the covers and i did uh, i never realized this until i did it some of those covers are exactly the same pictures 
used for different um, stories and only in a couple of them have they changed the, the, the kits on them. So, you know, it, but it was just the covers. It wasn't necessarily the stories right. inside okay. that were the same yeah. um, images, the artwork, but it was interesting, the same artwork, you know, used for, for covers of different We Are United stories. Yeah. Right. Um... In fact, do you know what? I've just, Fred's just brought to me because I can't remember the name of the one that you did a retro review of now, the, the Melandro story. And that cover then, because this is quite funny, was the same cover, which was then used for a We Are United story. Guess what? Entitled Hurricane. <laughs> oh, no way, was it? Oh, yeah, wow. they, they did, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, they did reuse the, oh, was that what World Cup Wonder? Is it Sandro <laughs> Malini? Or, oh, the Golden Boys, is it? Was it yeah. the Golden Boys? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart was another one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was like, I was a bit like Paul when you sent them images through. I, I mean, it's literally the same artwork. I, I, I it, it did look like a wind up. I'm trying to think of any, I can't oh, think no, of I'm any of it of... where I've oh, gone, no. they've literally reused it and rebadged it. I mean, this is a bit off a tangent, but I used to read the IDW Alien comics. Um, sort of late 90s and they, they tried to use some of the character names from the films um, Hicks and Newt going off on a tangent but you know remember in Aliens Hicks works with Ripley um, right. but IDW didn't get oh, the okay. licenses so when the comics came out they had to quickly rush and renamed Hicks to Wilkes <laughs> and Newt right. something else yeah. but it was so last minute Every four or five issues, you'd see that they forgot to tip X a Hicks out, <laughs> and, and, and he was still called Hicks in a couple of the comics. So that was Brilliant. a bit of rebadging, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've just yeah. found those uh, We Are United um, stories. So, Football Picture Story Monthly number 59 was Superstar, and then Football Picture Story Monthly 323 was Hurricane, and um, they're exactly yeah. the same picture. And just that they had, I don't know how many years in between, 59 was 30 pence and 323 was 70p, so over 100% increase in the price. Yeah, so I guess on the front of Superstar, that's that's the hit, that's Maladonna, isn't it? That's I think Maladonna. That's meant to be Maladonna on the front. Well, that's what I thought, yeah, but yeah. obviously then in Hurricane, it's, uh, yeah. Somebody same else. Same image, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, mm. Yeah, so that's it, yeah, so that's it. That's the um, Skid Solo and uh, Hurry of the Hammers. No, brilliant. I, I, I think we can probably, uh, I'm sure Adrian Lord might give us some feedback, revisit and uh, tap into maybe a, a season or something on the old Skid Solo stories. I know we're mainly football, but definitely for me, comic book legend there. Yeah, great. Brilliant section. I really enjoyed that. I'm a, a massive uh, motorsport F1 fan. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Thank you very much, Matt. It's okay, Goal. <laughs> okay, so we're heading towards near the end of the podcast, which is great because obviously without Tangent having an actual section, we've, we've, <laughs> we're not here for six hours. But we're going to return to Ridders and, and uh, hang on. You're on, Kaiser Chiefs. They're, they're coming back in. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they want to do another scene tune for you, Ridders. Oh, thank, thanks, guys. Ready? Yeah. Retro, 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 retro. Ah. Ridders, 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 Ridders. Ah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh...
Yeah, cheers, guys. You've got craft work on the run there, I tell you. <laughs> Their equipment, Billy, they need to pick it up, to be honest. I mean, what we've done, yeah. cotton here. Oh, I say, level 42, still stuck on level two. You've got David Skew in the cupboard. On the floor, you've got uh, Simo's dog, Bella. <laughs> I mean, there's no room. There but thank you to the Kaiser Chiefs. Back to you, yeah. guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, thanks for setting up so quickly. Um, so yeah, um, we're looking at um, issue fifteen, um, the following issue from what we've just been uh, doing earlier. This is dated the second of June, eighty four. Um, first panel, straight to business. Uh, we see Charlie Iron Bar has been called up for England for the Scotland England game, and he's been called up alongside Fred Rimmey. And um, we referenced a bit earlier that um, Charlie Iron Bar is is still amateur. He's maintained his amateur status because he must be making a killing from his junkyard business. <laughs> pretty, so, pretty making more than the uh, 20 odd grand. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Bosh. I'll set him up, Gull. You finish him off. Um, I'm going to be. That's another podcast. We've got. Um, <laughs> I don't even be rude then. No, I know, yeah. We've got. Um, he's talking to. The manager, and even though he's been called up for England, he's in the first division with United. Because he's an amateur, he can't afford the plane to fly back to Scotland to represent England. Again, <laughs> we were just talking earlier, weren't we, about the writers just just harking yeah. back to a, maybe a bygone era, bygone age, definitely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Joe Pearson says to uh, he'll give him the money, but claim it back on expenses. So that's very good <laughs> for an England yeah. goalkeeper. So we put the. Um, on the next page, Joe Pearson's putting the, the team sheet out for the next match, and they're playing Belgian side Lockander. So we have uh, John Clement in goal. Uh, the defence is Stokes, Reagan, Granger, Stevens. Tug Wilson's being rested. Jones, Slade, and Fraser in midfield. Terry Evans is back. Um, and we've got James and T up front because Willie Barnes is being rested. So Gigi Green drops to the bench. But we move away from the United lads for a, a, a couple of panels. We see Brian Stokes' wife, Sheila. She's visiting Tug Wilson's wife, Mary. And there's a regretful Sheila Stokes. She says she's going to join Mary in a trip to France and she's going to confess, crashing the car again. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a lot on the plate of these United players. There really is. A lot going on. <laughs> this, this is why I, I like the story in Champ. It's, it's 50% some cracking football yeah. but just yeah. this 50 percent off the field mayhem really it's chaos isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but over the next there's a next sort of half page three quarters of a page kind of a nice sweet well-intentioned uh, bit of the story we've got some united fans in france and they're all sort of bombing down the streets and they're all singing united songs and they're making their way to the match it's all good spirits um, it gets a bit boisterous uh, and as the united coach passes by a few of the fans, they're pushing and shoving to get out of the way. And in the middle of all this, a street seller's stall, it gets knocked over by accident. And the French police turn up, but the uh, the United fans are a decent bunch. And they talk to the French police immediately. Hands up, they're all okay. And they talk it over, smooth things over. And um, they even throw some French francs to the street stall owner to pay for any damages. And it, it, it's a really sweet moment. It's... 
I mean, and obviously we're, we're going back to a heyday when times weren't so great on the terraces. Yeah, the mid eighties, it wasn't so great. So we've got a real nice moment here, and the street the street stall owner says, "Monsieur, you are too kind." As they're all sort of throwing French francs at him, <laughs> and, and and a few of the people who must live on the street, they're all leaning out their windows, and they must have seen what's happened, and they're all shouting, "Vive les Anglais, vive United!" <laughs> so it's a it's a real sweet moment. It is. Um, the, um, the one of the stills you sent over, it is, is um... yeah. When the, when, when the bloke kisses, <laughs> you got that one there. Yeah. He ki- yeah. He, he gives a kiss and he goes, Oi, leave it out, Alphonse. <laughs> he gets a kiss. I mean, well, it's straight out of Bony Fools and Horses, isn't it? It really yeah. is. <laughs> well, I, I, the panel before as well, I love one of the fans is going, I'll take this stupid French money anyway. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. The, and, the, and the Frenchman is dressed in a non-stereotypical Breton top. It, it doesn't look like an onion seller at all. With a moustache. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, oh yeah, bygone age really is. Yeah. Um, so, after that uh, quite sweet moment, we go um, to the dressing room before kickoff. Joe Pearson's motivating these guys, and he's saying that this is our best chance of a victory in the tournament against the Belgians, this Lockander side. Who I think they're the weakest side in the tournament. Just before they go out, Dunk Fraser's reading a letter from his trouble-causing brother, and it's saying, um, see you soon, and Dunk Fraser doesn't look happy. Um, so we go into the game anyway. United start brightly. Uh, Hedgehog's the driving force. And we've got a couple of the, the new new guys are in the team. Frank James, he's got had a header well saved. And another uh, new boy in the team, a guy called Paul Slade, he opens the scoring with a with a volley into the top corner. Mm. And we sort of go to the sidelines and there's some celebratory scenes on, on the pitch. And on the sidelines, um, we see a couple of French detectives. They sort of just appear out of nowhere, just must have been allowed into the ground. And, and they start asking Joe Pearson to identify Josh T from a, a couple of photographs. And they start asking uh, Joe Pearson if, if Josh T was in France in, in 1981 and, and then accused Josh T of being a deserter from the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> it's, so there's, there's all going on. It really is. Um, Joe Pierce is a bit, a bit clueless, really. So we go back up, back to the pitch, and Hedgehog Jones is a bit fired up. So he's, he's um, Benny Grange has just been wiped out. And so Hedgehog Jones is squaring up to, and he's he's pushing the the lock-handed defender, and it leads to a booking. But Hedgehog's sort of still fuming. Um, we see Brian Stokes also recognising his wife in the crowd. He, he's giving her a wave, and, and just as he's doing that, on the next panel, Josh T gives United. Uh, Another goal, so they're leading at half time. It's a, actually a good finish, actually, some more good artwork. I think this is Mike White as well. I think issue 14 yeah. was Pete Foster, and we oh, jumped into yeah, Mike White. Yeah. So you, you sort of see that. Yeah, the, it's tended to sort of not, not quite alternate, but yeah, you know, a couple of Pete Foster, some Mike White. So Joe Pearson's he's, he's happy at half time, and he just tries to take Hedgehog to one side, telling him to keep his temper in check. And uh, Hedgehog doesn't, he throws a glass on the floor. Um, and Joe Pearson just immediately says, look, I'm not having any of this. That's too petulant for me. Puts GG Green on in place. And Joe Pearson doesn't mess around, and I think Hedgehog's in the bath, and, he, and someone's saying, you've got to keep your temper in check, Hedgehog, and Hedgehog's pouting, saying, oh, there's, there's, there's more to life than football. So he's... he's it's the discotheque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, it's it's, it's quite cool. Um, so so Gigi replaces Hedgehog at half time because of his temper, really. And the second half's only a couple of panels old that we get some scruffy defender from United. Lockhander go two one up, and we see Terry Evans respond uh, quite close up, drawn again, sort of quite Mike White style, close up, action packed, and he's responding to go in to, to concede in that goal, and he's shouting at his teammates, telling him it's not good enough, you know, book your ideas up, which is quite good writing of of, of, the, of the character. I always it stands out a little bit because Terry Evans, as you know, he's always there like the flamboyant, big head, this kind of character. Yeah. But he's just come back from his first international training session. So rather than his confidence becoming arrogance, he's an international player now. He's expecting more, maybe showing a few leadership skills. So I quite liked that. It's yeah. the other side of Terry Evans, if you like, you know. Um, so with Hedgehog substituted, Terry Evans is the hero. He goes an amazing run, top bins, makes it 3-1. United win the game. Great. And... Um, and as we come to the end of, of this week's this week's edition, we've got three panels of of bad news for United off the pitch. It's all going well on the pitch, but the last three panels we see John Reagan and Benny Granger have picked up injuries. Oh no! We see Sheila Stokes worrying about telling Brian about the car. Pass the car again. And then we have the French police turning up to question Josh T all about this French Foreign Legion business. <laughs> and as it says in Champ, find out next week. Exactly, Matt, yeah. So, I've, read, um, I've, read, I've read them all, but yeah. I still want to know what happens. Hey? Do the extenders dip thing again. Doof, 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 doof. Ricky, Ricky, so we'll have the next uh, part of the uh, Ridders section, won't we, Ridders? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, moving on to issues sixteen and seventeen. And uh, Paul, what are you, uh, um, Matt? What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna sit here because you're hosting <laughs> next time, aren't you? And do bad jokes. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so at some mid eighties indie band. To come along and do the. Uh... I'll yeah, be, I'll be doing... hosting next time. What are you I'll doing? doing... Uh, yeah, I'm doing something quite big. Finally, I'm going to begin a deep, deep dive into the United verse, and uh, I know we sort of uh, we worked out an A canon and a B canon recently, uh, and the A canon of the United verse starts with Spike issue one, uh, Iron Bar. Uh, so that is what I will be reviewing next time. The beginning. Of the United verse, and uh, yeah, looking Super. forward to that. Yeah. We have yeah, done one too. like issue before, but uh, that was that was the one with the Charlie Bar on the cover with the massive thumb. If you yeah. guys remember that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, and listeners, if you have no idea what we're talking about, well, you missed out on some funny jokes. <laughs> so yeah, um, Paul, tangent, Paul, 
Are you going to be starting your hard man section next time? Or I think that's the plan. Is that, or do we want to wait? Yeah, we're going to go with it. So, yeah, so I'm going to be going with a hard man. I'm going to be taking a look at season 1981-82 with Daneford United, current holders of the first division title. They'll be competing in the European Cup and we'll follow their exploits in that uh, uh, competition and I can promise top name player approaches transfers galore as manager Victor Boscovic tries to improve his team to conquer Europe a court of inquiry amazing managerial training exploits and discipline court scene drama after a shoplifting <laughs> scandal pitch invasions red cards penalty drama the most amazing half-time secret weapon ever introduced in a football dressing room and last but not least a tie which will make the Kings Bay nine goal thriller against Racing Blue seem like a boring European tie <laughs> wow. fantastic wow a, sim wow. a simple, a simple yes or no would have bloody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew we were going to get go, didn't you? <laughs> Amazingly, we trail what he's doing, and he goes off on a tangent. <laughs> it's longer than the actual section. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. That's superb, Paul. Really looking yeah, forward to that. With all due respect, as well, and this is no, you know, with no nothing to do with today's. Uh, really awful standing of tangents uh, master champ challenge we should be resting that now for a, a good couple of months because we've got some really big stuff coming up oh yeah so yeah yeah the, the over next over the next yeah. few so that'll probably return uh probably in march or something next year but um yeah we've got some good episodes coming up so that's why that's yeah. going to be rested for a while and uh, yeah, I think we've got enough sections each time to, uh, to suffice. Yeah, okay, definitely. let's do the social medias. Yeah, Matt, you first. Okay, what am I doing? Um, I'll do the Facebook ones. I'll do, there's the Roy the Rovers 40 years after, which isn't 40 years after, it's 47 years after now, but um, Ed knows that. Um, yeah, so that's the <laughs> Facebook site for Roy the Rovers. Is that Ed Taylor, friend of the show? Ed Taylor, friend, friend of the, of the show. Sign, friend of the show. Well, Hi Ed. Um, and so I do the and there's a champ Facebook site as well, the champ and football picture story monthly Facebook site. Yep. Yep. And I think how okay. everything began on the uh, Pro Boards, champweareunited.proboards.com, over 50,000 uh, posts on there. And a really good uh, site to go and visit and uh, find out research items, loads of information on there, all in the United verse, which obviously Goal is keeping us abreast of in the podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm. Paul, do you want to do the site address? You prepared for that one, didn't you? Well, you know. <laughs> okay, Riddis, it's Yo. the Twitter address from you. So, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter or handle. X. Our Twitter, yeah, or X. Uh, the Twitter handle is at champ underscore R. So it's at champ underscore A R E. Um, that's Legend. right, isn't it? Genius, <laughs> yes. yeah. genius. Uh, you know what? Let's see any, what. Any messages you can message me, however you like, whoever you like on that. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's hear what uh, what. Um, um, well, I won't tell you who it is, but let's hear what he thinks of that brilliant coverage of the addresses. Hello. <laughs> That's you know that one, don't you? Is it Rab? <laughs> it's Rab. Hello, Rab. Hope you're well. Hey, Hi, Rab. Good <laughs> to have you That's back, it. mate. 
that's it. So any any ending thoughts, gentlemen? I was just sorry, apologies. Have we got just time for a couple of things to touch on? If we can revisit your hot shot um goal. I managed to find on the shelf the hot shot holiday special. Fantastic. And in the back of that, I mean again, the, you know what these things, they never actually on unlike the comics, they never have a date or a, an issue yeah. date. No. But you know, in the back of like the publishers. Which is my big challenge. Yeah, the publisher's information. I need my magnifying glass. All I can see is printed by BPCC, Waterloo and Sons, and then in brackets, 1984. So I don't know if that does date that um, holiday special, 1984. No, because um, it, it was 1989. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. Because Hot, Hot Shot, shot was... didn't come out until... yeah, IT. Eight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be the company address. That's going to be the company, yeah. So then, do you yeah. know what? I will have to explore that because I don't think there is any mention of a date in this. No, I think it's a that's case going to be really difficult. The first of the months again, uh, you know, that we kind of see as generic dates. Yeah. But could, yeah. Could you, I'll be in touch mm. with you, Paul, uh, about some mm. screenshots of the content of both of those, if you don't mind. Yeah, because the so the, then the, the annual says Fleetway Publications, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, and that 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 sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just can I just mention one last um, thing? I think I have mentioned it on the podcast. A story called Rock of the Reds, which was produced by a company called BHP Comics. Unfortunately, I've seen that they're they're actually winding up. So I don't know if anybody is interested. But if you go to bhp comics or if you google that their shop is open until the 1st of december and you can still purchase the two volumes of uh, rock of the reds and i can highly recommend that to anybody it's kind of uh, an alien story meets uh, football there's a, a an alien running away <laughs> and he, he takes on uh, the persona well not the persona he actually kidnaps a footballer and then replaces him takes on his form <laughs> and uh, i highly recommend that so there's two volumes of that so if you get a chance as i say so that's bhp uh, comics and just to add uh and i'm being uh, the voice of reason why while simo isn't here we're not um sponsored or anything like that to publicize any company or anything like that it's purely as fans of these things that we wanted to mention it for you the listeners Oh, but, well, but we, so. we, are, we are open to bribery if somebody just is at chat. Yeah, defo. Our... <laughs> <laughs> defo. Brilliant. So, uh, that's it. A great episode this time. Uh, thanks to the Kaiser Chiefs. Thanks to, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they thanks played a blinder. Definitely. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, let's, thanks let's, to the lads. Let's, let's do the goodbyes then, shall we? Yep. Yep. Bye. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> Paul, you go first. No, brilliant. Uh, loved uh, the first two instalments of Ridders and uh, United's uh, pre-season jaunt across Europe. Really looking forward to hearing the next part of that and the next pod. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, yeah, good night for me and look forward to catching up with you all in, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Ridders? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoyed tonight. Great episode. Um Really good content again. And uh, yeah, th thanks for all the feedback too. It's, it's great uh, on all the different forums. It's good, to, really good to hear from you. It's, it's great. And uh, catch up with you next time. Thank you. And Max. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good night, everybody. Yep. 
really good, enjoyable episode. Um, thanks to the Kaiser Chiefs for coming off their latest. Um, they're probably not doing a big tour anymore, are they? Really, they're just kind of medium, small, small theaters. Yeah, yeah. Well, retro, actually, retro. Thing, oh, very good. Actually, yeah. just to mention, uh, they are still touring, and uh, we're not sponsored, but yeah, they're appearing in Torquay, and I've got some tickets for them. So lovely, thank you. Oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> well done. Well, well done, goal. Well done, goal. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, everybody. We'll see. We'll see you next time. Yeah, definitely. Go. Take care, everyone. Oh, it's me. Oh, yeah, forgot me. Um, it is a long episode. This one, we do apologise. But if uh, if tangent hadn't have been so rubbish at the Master Champ Challenge, we might have had a short episode. Uh, and uh, the two minutes of silence we had after his joke, well, you know, that's irreplaceable. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the theme tune as always. And we really do appreciate all of your feedback. And we love interacting with you. Take care. And we'll see you hopefully in two weeks.